0: Tech Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English, with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 699 for the 26th of June, 2020. This week, don't expect to do any heavy-duty editing or spreadsheet development on your smartphone or tablet, but now several Office 365 apps let you work with Office Suite documents wherever you are and on whatever device you have. In short circuits, maybe you think you've seen the taskbar and desktop refresh repeatedly, but thought you were hallucinating. You're not, it is, and there is a way to fix it. Maybe. In spare parts, only on the website, recognizing that a smartphone camera serves as the primary camera, possibly the only camera for a growing number of people, Adobe continues to add features to its Lightroom camera app, and the June update included a new application called Photoshop Camera. COVID-19 has created a demand for computers, but it has also limited the supply of computers and components that are made in China. And 20 years ago, PC Expo was about to get underway in New York City, where home networks would be a hot topic. Office 365 subscribers have had access to Office apps on Apple and Android phones and tablets, and now a new Office app for mobile devices makes the components more usable. Don't expect full parity with the desktop applications, but being able to just view or edit documents while mobile can be quite helpful. The average phone has more computing power than desktop computers from a decade ago, but they still lack full-size screens and keyboards. Some editors I know work with three or four large screens attached to their computers, one with the document they're working on, another for a style manual, a third for reference materials, and a fourth for general office tasks such as email. If I try to imagine somebody like that doing any serious editing on a phone, or even a tablet, my hair begins to smolder. But if you need to touch up some text in a Word document, add current information to an Excel document, or review a PowerPoint presentation, the device in your hand can do the job. Yep, it's the camera comparison all over again. If your $5,000 digital SLR with 15 lenses is at home, and all you have is the camera in your phone, the camera in your phone is the best camera in the world. If you need to make changes to a document and you're not in the office, your phone becomes the best office in the world. The Office app integrates Microsoft's lens technology to create editable Word and Excel documents from documents, the user captures with the phone camera. It also adds the ability to perform tasks that people often need to do when they're not in their office. Things like making quick notes, or signing PDFs, or scanning QR codes, and transferring files between devices. Microsoft's new app for iPhones and Android phones combines Word, Excel, and PowerPoint in a way that users of LibreOffice will recognize. The advantage to the Microsoft Office app is that the single app with shared resources takes up less space than the apps would take up if installed individually. But if you want to install them individually, you can still do that. The app is designed for phones. If you have an iPad, it will work, but the display will be unpleasant, so stick with the individual apps on an iPad. The Android version will work on both phones and tablets. For this article, if you visit the TechBiter Worldwide website, you'll see screenshots from Office apps on an iPad with the individual apps and with the Office app on an Android phone. If you have an Apple phone, the presentation will be very similar. Microsoft prices the Office suite so that users can install it on several devices. A desktop computer, a notebook, a tablet, and a phone, for example. Total of five, but your mobile devices don't count against that total. To get started, visit the Apple App Store with an iPhone or an iPad and download the app, or for the iPad, the individual apps. Or visit Google Play with an Android phone or tablet and download the Office app there. When you open the app, you'll be prompted to connect to your Microsoft account. Once that's done, you can edit existing documents on OneDrive or create documents on the mobile device and save them to OneDrive for use on another computer. On a phone, and Android in the example on the TechPinder Worldwide website, Microsoft will display Office and separately Lens. Lens is a camera app that allows the user to take pictures of whiteboards or printed documents, and then enhances the photo by cropping, sharpening, and straightening it. Then it looks almost like a scanned image done on a scanner. You'll see on the TechPyter Worldwide website that I have OneNote as a separate app, and the Google Docs and Google Sheets in the same group of apps on the phone. Opening Office displays Word, Excel, PowerPoint, PDF, Media, and Notes and the home screen shows the files that are stored on OneDrive. When you create or edit a document, you'll quickly realize that the mobile apps have far fewer functions than the desktop versions. You'll find basic editing and formatting tools in Word, and limited equations in Excel. Even the online Office 365 apps are more powerful, but the apps will probably gain new capabilities over time, just don't expect them to ever match what you'll have on a desktop or notebook computer. As I mentioned earlier, Office 365 accounts are set up so that they can be installed on up to five machines. The good news is that mobile devices don't count against that total, so you can still install the mobile apps even if you've already installed Office 365 on a total of five computers. So let's take a look at the apps. Moving around from one app to another is easy enough. Note that any document you want to edit or any document you want to create and save must be saved to OneDrive, not to the phone. Even poking around OneDrive seems to be a little bit limited. When I created a Word document on the computer and then tried to open it on the phone, the Office app was apparently still in spreadsheet mode and it couldn't see the Word document. That's something else that'll probably be improved as development proceeds. Let's see what the apps look like on both a tablet and phone. And Of course, to do that, since this is an audio podcast, you'll need to visit the TechBiter Worldwide website to see the screenshots, www.techbiter.com. It is clear that Word on an iPad or an Android tablet will be much more usable than Word on an iPhone or an Android phone. The key point to keep in mind on the phone is that you should limit what you do to minor edits. On a tablet, and particularly if the tablet has a keyboard, you can do a lot more. But this is still not an application that's intended to be used for extensive editing and formatting. You also won't find track changes or a host of other power user functions. It is possible to add a comment to both Word and Excel documents, select the text, or in an Excel sheet, the cells, and then add a comment for later review. Microsoft does promise new features for Word, says that dictation will probably be one of the first new features. And flipping over to Excel, as with Word, it is clear that Excel on an iPad or an Android tablet will be much more usable than Excel on an iPhone or an Android phone, even in landscape mode. Users can edit existing Excel files or create new ones. The function toolbar works as it does on a desktop computer. Multi-sheet documents are also supported, and some equation functions are supported. Expected enhancements to Excel Mobile include the ability to edit a wide row of Excel data in a single vertical card form. That card form is intended to play well with narrow vertical screens that are typical on phones. As with Word and Excel, OneNote is far easier to use on a tablet than on a phone. In portrait mode, OneNote is challenging to use on a phone. It's a digital note-taking application that can be the single place for keeping notes, research, plans, and a lot of other information. One feature I have always liked about OneNote is its two search methods. One to find information on the current page, and another that searches all pages in all sections of all notebooks, and does so with amazing speed. The mobile version includes Quick Notes, the electronic equivalent of sticky yellow notes, Quick Notes are immediately saved to a OneNote notebook, which is then synchronized to OneDrive. And PowerPoint. I'm not even going to show a screenshot of PowerPoint because it is, to nobody's surprise, the most limited of the applications. Users can edit existing presentations, but you can't create a new one. Editing is also quite limited, so plan to use PowerPoint Mobile for what it can do fixing typos, and adding last-minute details to an existing program. The primary enhancement in the works for PowerPoint on a mobile device is the ability to create new presentations. So these are really excellent but limited applications. The key to using the mobile Office apps involves setting realistic expectations. Office Mobile for Office 365 subscribers handles the basics, And gives office users the ability to connect with their documents on OneDrive. Just don't expect the desktop applications on a phone or a tablet. If you need to make a quick change to a document and you're not in the office, this is the solution. If you want to write or edit the great American novel or design a spreadsheet that'll be used to manage a Fortune 100 company, you are going to be sadly disappointed. In short circuits, if you think you've noticed the Windows 10 taskbar and desktop refreshing every few minutes, it might not be your imagination. I've been seeing comments about it along with some recommended solutions. More solutions than I've seen may exist, but I know of six possible ways to fix the annoyance. Unfortunately, more may exist, so you might or might not be able to eliminate the annoyance, even if you try all six of the possibilities I know about. Other than being a significant annoyance, it's really not a serious problem, and because it's just a visual annoyance, it took several weeks to bubble to the top of my All right, let's fix this list. After that, finding and eliminating the cause took less than a day, so let me explain the steps that I took in order. Step one, you want to make sure that the system files are okay. These are the two steps that Microsoft always starts with. Sometimes one of them will reveal a problem. Less often, one of them will actually fix it. So don't expect much to change after you perform these two tasks. You've probably heard about them on TechBiter Worldwide before, and at least they are quick The System File Checker is a tool that Microsoft uses to identify problems with system files, and the Deployment Image Servicing Management module is a command line tool used to mount and service Windows images before deployment, but it's also used to repair an existing installation. So there are two commands to run from the command line, as administrator, sfc space forward slash scan now, all as one word, and the second command, DISM space forward slash online space forward slash cleanup dash image space forward slash restore health. You can copy and paste those from the Techfighter Worldwide website this week, www.techbiter.com. Each will take a few minutes to run and may report that everything is fine or that some problems have been located and repaired or if something is really a problem, then something has been located, but not repaired. In any event, don't expect a lot from either command. These are just good starting points that ensure that no obvious problem exists with the system files. Next, check the task manager. And don't expect a lot from this one either. Why am I starting with all the duds? Well, although the first two steps aren't likely to find and solve the problem, they are relatively quick and easy, and they might. So we take the easy ones first. If you don't have it pinned to the taskbar or the start screen, just press the Windows key and type task. You'll find Task Manager at the top of the resulting list. Click the CPU column on the Processes tab until you see a down-pointing Chevron. Then watch that column to see if some application pops up to the top when the desktop and taskbar refresh. If something does, there's a good chance that this is the Renegade application. So try shutting that application down if you find one, see if the problem persists. The most likely result here will be that no application will bubble to the top, and even if one does and you disable it temporarily, it probably won't be what's causing the problem. Wow, I'm just a bundle of optimism, aren't I? Okay, move on to step three. Try uninstalling the IDT audio driver. Apparently, a recent system update installed an audio driver from Integrated Device Technology, and it has been shown to be a common source of this annoyance. My computer did not have the IDT audio driver, but yours might. Press the Windows key and type device. The device manager should then appear at the top of the list. Open the device manager. Click the disclosure triangle at the left of the line that says sound, video, and game controllers. If you see the IDT audio driver, uninstalling it may resolve the problem. First though, confirm that there is at least one other audio driver in the list. If there is, you can right-click the IDT driver and select Uninstall, and once that's done, restart the computer. According to those who have removed the IDT driver, this has a good chance of resolving the problem didn't work for me, of course, because it wasn't there. Then I moved on to step four, uninstall Bitdefender. Another common cause of this problem seems to be the Bitdefender protective application. If you're running a paid version of the application, you'll probably want to reinstall it after you uninstall it. If you're running the free version, as I was, just uninstall it and reboot the computer. As soon as you have uninstalled Bitdefender, Windows will step up and enable the Windows Defender, so your computer will still be protected. Reboot the computer so that random bits of Bitdefender can be cleaned up. I had expected this to resolve the problem on my computer, but it didn't. Although I could have reinstalled Bitdefender, I have just left the protection to Windows Defender for now. Okay, how about step five, turn off the Windows error reporting service. The error reporting service produces alerts after program or operating system errors and prompts you to send the information about the problem to Microsoft. Generally speaking, you shouldn't turn this off because both you and Microsoft benefit from error reporting. That said, turning the service off won't cause any harm, and some people do turn it off to avoid accidentally sending private information to Microsoft. If you want to try this step, press the Windows key and type Services. Then select the Services app from the top of the list. Scroll down to Windows Error Reporting Service. Scroll way down. Once you're there, double-click it and change the startup type from Manual to Disabled, and then click OK to exit the dialog. Wait a while to see if this resolves the problem. If it doesn't, repeat the process, and set the Windows Error Reporting Service back to manual. Or just leave it off if you want to keep Windows from sending reports to Microsoft. After disabling the Windows Error Reporting Service, I still encountered the problem. So now we're down to my step six. In an ideal world, this would have actually been step three instead of step six, but I had been poking around and following guidance provided by others. Hearing that intro, you have doubtless concluded that this is what led me to the solution. So press the Windows key and type Event. Then select the Event Viewer from the top of the list. Expand the Windows Logs section and choose the System tab. Look for errors that occur with about the same frequency as the unwanted desktop and taskbar refresh events. It took me about three seconds to spot the pattern and to identify the Ninite agent service as the problem. Without the event viewer, I never would have suspected Ninite, which is a system update service that finds and installs new versions of a lot of applications. Ninite had been working normally, collecting updates and installing them. Well, terminating Ninite also terminated the problem. But then I needed to fix the fix. Turning Ninite off eliminated the annoyance but it also eliminated Ninite's ability to find, download, and install updates for a lot of applications. Apparently, the Ninite agent was unable to connect to the service's certificate revocation server, and the solution turned out to be really easy. Press the Windows key, type internet, then select internet options. Next, select the advanced tab, scroll down to the security section, disable, check for server certificate revocation, click OK, and reboot the computer. Ninite now works as expected, and the taskbar and desktop refresh annoyance is gone. There are no annoyances in spare parts, or at least I hope there aren't. But you do need to visit the website for that section, and this week you'll find these articles. Recognizing that a smartphone camera serves as the primary camera, possibly the only camera for a growing number of people, Adobe continues to add features to its Lightroom camera app, and the June update included a new application called Photoshop Camera. COVID-19 has created a demand for computers, but it has also limited the supply of computers and components made in China. And 20 years ago, PC Expo was about to get underway in New York City, where home networks would be a hot topic. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide